need humanity. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to feel. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. Welcome to England. I am your host, Michaela Richmond, and this is a pro-humanity podcast. Welcome to today's episode. I'm very excited. Today is a solo episode. I'm just going to be sharing with you kind of like what I've learned from work. So I worked in corporate environments before, and then I recently, like about six, seven months ago, got into a startup environment. And there are a couple of things that I wish I would have known before um, that I either learned the hard way through experience or just over time and started to recognize. Um, so before I jump into the three things that I wish I would have known I want to draw a distinction between two different types of work. So the first type of work is usually corporate environments, but not always, um, where your work is extremely structured. There are processes in place. You have guardrails. There are guardrails to your responsibility where like you're not going to be thrown into the deep end. You're not going to be able pretty much to screw things up because you don't have that responsibility. Like they want to make sure that you can't mess anything up and for your good and the good of the company. So then you have limited responsibility and you increase your responsibility in a hierarchical form. So over time you gain more responsibility as you gain more trust and you learn more things. And that's one type of business model or one type of work model, I guess. And then the other type of work model that I've seen is um, that I've been a part of is a more startup, more, hey, we're trying to figure this out. Hey, we're a team of people that are trying to solve a problem or trying to solve a customer. And in a setting like that, usually there are less structures in place. There are less processes in place. There are less guardrails in place. You're going to have much, much, um, much, much more responsibility and much more well, in in the sense of responsibility, you have many, many more ways that you could screw things up. Like there, you have to be careful because there are a lot of ways that you could make mistakes. Um, but at the same time, it's possible that you have more opportunity for growth because you can, you're challenged consistently. So with that being said, you first have to decide where you want to work. Um, this is more pertained to startup, but it's, it's, I think it's pretty universal, all of these three pieces of advice. So to get into it, um, the first piece of advice that I wish I would have known going into the startup, but also before, was um, to decide what you want from work. So the the way that work used to be, you used to work for usually one to two to three companies, maybe, max. Um, throughout your lifetime, you used to want your pension, your social security, and you used to get your retirement from your work. Like the more years that you spent there, number one, the more goodwill that you built and the easier it was for you to climb the ladder. And number two, the more money you probably had in uh, retirement, in social security, in your pension, that followed you. Like there was more benefit to working at the same company for a long time. That has, that's gone. Like there's not as much benefit to working for the same company forever because you don't get the same things that you used to. If somebody else comes in and they're more capable, they will get promoted over you almost surely. Not entirely sure, but uh, it depends on the company. But 
almost surely they'll get promoted over you. So you don't have an edge in that way. Um, and I've seen it happen and it, it sucks, but it's kind of the way that things are changing. And so now you have to think about like, what do I want from work? And the way that I think about it is I want skills. Like I want to become more capable. It's not just a means to an end because I'm here all the time. So I might as well become capable of something so that eventually I can build something better or do something better or be capable of something more. Um, so then I can do more. And if I'm thinking about it in the skill sense, then every single time that I show up to work, every day that I come to work, I'm building a skill. Do I have to learn a new tool? Do I have to, you know, email a new person? Do I have to message somebody? Do I have to, um, like, what are, what are the problems that I'm solving and how, how am I becoming more capable by solving those problems or doing those things? And whenever I frame it like that, like, I'm always challenging myself to become better. And that's actually more helpful for my company. My company benefits whenever I become better. So first think about what you want from work. How are you going to make this like a selfish endeavor in some senses? And then like dive in, become more capable. I wish I knew that a long time ago. I wish that I would have committed more fully to myself in each day that I was at work. Second, so this is a funny one um, because it's another sports analogy. And I've heard that like literally there are so many and too many sports analogies in in business. But always be ready to call the ball. So I was at my cousin's volleyball game and it was really funny because, um, you know, I was watching it and then I was starting to get into my head about work and about philosophy and just many different things. And, and then I realized like, you know what, there are some really good players on this team. And then there are some players that are not as good. And I used to be the not as good player. So I was like, okay, what is the difference between somebody who is a great player on this team and somebody who's not? Like, why can I tell the difference? There were two great players on the team. Why is it so apparent to me who's a good player and who's not that good? Like, what are the things that good players have that great uh, great players have that lesser good players don't have? And there were two very interesting things that I witnessed. First, their focus. Their focus unparalleled. Um, they would watch the ball until it not only touched the ground, but until the referee had blown the whistle. And nobody else did that. Everybody else would turn. They saw the ball about to touch the ground, they would turn. They were done. They were done with the play before it was even over. And the fact that these people are so committed to this game, so focused that they want to watch until the ball hits the ground, their their whole self is in this. Um and the way that I understood that and interpreted that into my work is like, first off, I've seen interesting plays where like at the very last second, something will change. Like maybe somebody will hit it right before it hits the ground or maybe somebody will save the ball. And at those points, the only person that is even possibly capable of saving it is the person that's watching it. And most people are not. Um, so the way that I've, I've interpreted this in my work is basically like, hey, look, if you're going to do a good job, you have to be so focused that you understand every single thing that's happening. Like you have to be completely present. What is happening? You know, what are, what are the gaps? How are people, you know, I guess, where are people in need of assistance? How can you be the person that assists? Um, if you are extremely attuned, then you see the gaps that you can fill. Which brings me to the second point, which is every single ball they they were even remotely close to was theirs. So you know, there may be two or three girls in the vicinity where a ball was hit. Every single time, no matter what, 
those girls knew that that one good girl was going to get it. Like they wouldn't even try. And it was really interesting to me that um, the amount that the great players were hitting the ball was at least double what the other the other players were hitting. And, and I don't know um, – I was kind of trying to decide if it was because the other players didn't want to care. Like was it that they were afraid of caring and failing? Um, was it that they just didn't care? I'm not sure. But these great players called every single ball – they were not afraid to care. They were not afraid to go for everything. They were not afraid to fail. They were not afraid to increase their repetitions and increase their iterations. Like there were a couple of plays where they hit the ball bad. They made a bad choice. Um, but since their repetitions were so much higher than everybody else, they succeeded. Like th- they kept on getting better. They would hit well versus poorly at a higher rate just because they were hitting more, like the more repetitions that they had, the more practice that they had. Um, I think, I think that they saw it as a, as not just one play. Like, I think that they had the interesting foresight and I don't, I don't know if this was conscious, but like they didn't see it as one play. They didn't see it as one game. Instead, they see it as a, like almost a discipline. Like, can I hit this ball? Well, you know, can I be successful in this? Can I be a good volleyball player? And and the, the time that determines that is not one play. It's not one, one game. It's, it's an entirety of, you know, their professional careers. And I think that that's really interesting. Just like the, the scope is different, which allows them to see, um, to see each play as meaning something different. So the way that I took this and implemented this into the way that I work is basically every single thing is mine. Like if there's a need, I fill it. If somebody says, oh, we need this, I raise my hand. It's me. I, I can do it. Um, if I don't know how to do it, I-, I will figure it out. And I'll be able to do it better the next time. Or um, if there's something that I need done and I need to ask a question about something, I don't pose it as, hey, how do we do this? I pose it as, hey, here's the problem. Here's my proposed solution. What do you think? And I, I, it, it has changed the way that I go about providing value in my work. Um, increase the repetitions, increase the amount that you're willing to fail. And usually you become more capable of succeeding, which I can't believe it took me so long to understand that, like to really understand it. And then the third thing, third and last thing, um, carry your bucket. So I was listening to a podcast with Dave Gerhardt and Dave Kunzel. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Seeking Wisdom, the Seeking Wisdom podcast. I went all the way to the first episodes and it was really interesting because they were like, carry your bucket, carry your water bucket. Like um, in the beginning, whenever you're working, there are things that you don't like to do, that there are things that you know you may feel like you're better than or like you shouldn't be doing these things. And you honestly need to let go of your pride and just do them. Like there are going to be things throughout your entire life that you're going to have to do, that you're not going to love, that you're just going to have to do. And as soon as you can become okay with just doing the hard things, like maybe there's a repetitive task that nobody else wants to do and you're going to be the one that that does it, like it says something about you that you are willing to carry the bucket, carry the water, um, do the hard things whenever nobody else really wants to. I think it's also kind of like – 
you're earning your stripes. Like there's a certain level at which like everybody has to go through boot camp or like everybody has to do the hard things in the beginning so that they can appreciate on the other side how easy it is. And it's not easy because, you know, at some point it's just easy. It's easy because they earned it. Like um, I think about it in, in terms of business, like in the beginning, you don't know the right answers. In the beginning, you don't know the right questions to ask or the or the right, like you don't know the right variables. And that's why it's so much easier whenever you're say 10 years into a business rather than maybe 10 months into a business to solve a problem quickly. And that's why they're paid more. Like you haven't earned your stripes yet and that's okay. If you are capable of providing a certain amount of worth, if you're capable of like seeing a massive problem, maybe like a multi-million dollar problem and just like having the right ideas and solving them, like you're going to you're going to be paid more. Why? Because you're solving a multi-million dollar problem that is worth multi-millions of dollars. You should be paid for that. It's hard to it like no matter how anybody pretends it actually is very, very difficult to understand the right questions to ask and to understand the right variables. Um, that's something that I've been learning, like to be around people who are vastly smarter than me and much more capable than me. Like I'll, I'll ask a question or have an instinct and sometimes it's right, but they had it like an hour ago, you know, um, or they've thought two steps ahead of it already. And I think that that's, that's what experience gives you. So being willing to carry your bucket, being willing to lay down your pride. I think that's very, very important because um, if you just allow yourself to take in everything, like eventually you'll get there. There are some things that are just capped based on, it takes time. Like um, Robert Greene's book, Mastery, massive, massive influence on my life. It kind of talks about that. Like there are things that you can't get out of. Um, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule, I think that it's it's less of, hey, if you work on something for 10,000 hours, you will become great at this and more if you want to become great at something, there's no way you do it unless you work at it for 10,000 hours plus. Like there are certain barriers to being great at something. And so in the beginning, you have to be willing to carry your bucket. Like imagine a stones, uh, imagine a swordsmith or something. Like you're not going to be able to become an, an amazing swordsmith unless you understand what it takes to carry the rocks from a certain place to where you need to get them. Or like if you don't understand the backbreaking work that goes into something, I think you get to a certain point where like you don't actually understand the thing itself. And um, yeah, I think it's really, really important. So those are the three things to, to sum it up. First, decide – well, I'll say the very, very first one. Decide where you want to work. Do you want more responsibility or less? And can you figure things out if you don't know how to – like if you don't actually understand what it is or how, how it works or how to do it, can can you figure it out? Um, if you can and you like the challenge and you like the quick pace, maybe you'll, you'll like a, a startup or a lesser – systematized environment. And if you want the systems, then definitely go there. Um, first understand where you want to work. Second, understand what you want from work. Like what do you want to build? Who do you want to become? How is this getting you there? And then make it a, not selfish, but like a personal endeavor every single day. Okay. I'm going to work today. I'm going to get this out of it. I'm going to, you know, become better. Second, always be ready to call the ball. Um, make everything yours. 
like everything, everything. Um, because whenever you make everything yours, you increase your repetitions, you increase your um, capacity to succeed. Whenever you increase the um, – like if you are willing to fail, you are also putting yourself in the um, – you're also putting yourself in a situation where you are – possibly going to succeed. So do that more often. And then third, carry your bucket, like be willing to do the hard things. Um, decide to do the hard things today, carry your, your bucket. Well, you know, don't spill water or whatever, like to further the metaphor. Um, yeah, just, just decide and do it. I hope that you found this, this episode enriching. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you would like to write a rating or Looking forward to our next episode. Cheers. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that.